Christy. Did you hear the joke about Labor Day? I don't think so. It doesn't work for me. Oh, ow. <laughs> that one actually hurt. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Christy. Hi, Edith. How you doing? I love September. I do, too. I'm excited that this week we're talking about all the things you can do for your September garden. It's, uh, it's always a changing garden, especially in September. I think if I had to pick my favorite month, yeah. I think it's September. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, um, well, first of all, I fell in love with my handsome and handy husband in September. Oh. We got married in September. Okay. All the reasons are mm-hmm. good. One of my favorite things to do in September as a kid was go to the Minnesota State Fair in September. Oh, that is a good thing. And of course. It's, yeah. it's the gateway to fall, which yeah. is why I like it. It's mm-hmm. the number nine. It's the ninth month. And I love the number nine. Nine, of course, has all these important significance in the world. Uh-huh. There are great songs about September. Yes, there are. And I'm out of reasons to love September now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, September 1st was St. Fiacre Day, which is the patron saint of gardening. Edith, did you have a good feast of St. Fiacre? Um, well, no, no, it's not like I actively celebrated it. However, we got a letter about it. Yes. We love letters and chat. Thank you for writing in and pointing out that in our e-blast, we spell fiacre wrong, right? We spelled it so that it would be pronounced fiarse, which is not good. That's like a combo of fierce and farce, which is not what you want to say about a saint, right? That would be bad. So um, I did a little bit of research, and what's interesting is he went from Ireland to France. He's also celebrated in France. So I looked up how to say his name in French, and it's Fiac. <laughs> and I, you know, so many things in French, you know how I love the French, they end in that sound, you know, like Vindisiac. And I figured out why. I think it is because they have such good food. They always have delicious food in their mouth. So when they're talking, they have to go to, so that it doesn't slide down their throat. <laughs> How come no one has ever figured this out before, Edith? I, I don't know. Maybe nobody has a lot of solitary time in the garden to think about these things. I think you should write a grant and get that funded. Thank so you. So you could spread the word out. Christy, thank you for your support, which could be satirical, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything I can get. Satirical support provided by Christy. So anyway, that that was an interesting thing. Um, and thank you, Chad, for pointing out our errors. We make mistakes, not just in the garden. We make mistakes morning till night. One of our curmudgeons, John, wrote an article in the Denver Gazette about sunflowers. Let's no. tell folks what a curmudgeon is, Edith. Oh, yes, let's do. A curmudgeon is somebody who supports us to the tune of $2 a month. We appreciate that more than you know. A million of you would only do that if we had a million curmudgeons 
Christy and I could keep doing this with great ease and luxury. Anyway, so um, he wrote an article, and the interesting thing is, in Littleton, Colorado, it's considered a weed, but it also fights radiation. Sunflowers. Sunflowers. After Chernobyl, they planted sunflowers to eat up the radiation. I didn't know that. Plants are amazing. They're amazing. And thank you, John, for that wonderful gardening article. Yeah, maybe we'll put a link to it on the show notes. Oh, let's do it. Oh, that's a great idea. We, we get to do whatever we want. And huh, thanks, Christy? John, for being a curmudgeon. Thanks to everybody else who's a member of our garden party. So you might be a lawn chair lettuce. You mm-hmm. might be a deadheader. You might be a mother or father nature. And just means you throw us a couple bucks a month to help support the podcast. And in, in return, you give our undying thanks, seeds from our gardens, and depending upon the level, some Upside Down Tulips merch. Merchandise. Okay, excellent. And, um... Lisey, what else? What else? Christy, what else about your garden? I have more to say, but let's let you talk for a while. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, last week, Edith, I said that my garden hated me. Yeah. And I think it's going through the stages of forgiveness right now. Good. It still looks a little crabby at me, but I'll tell you one thing that's great about the garden is that as mad as it is, and maybe it hasn't forgiven, but it sure is giving. Oh, my gosh. Because now the harvest is coming in. Yeah. Full strength. Full strength. It's like a tsunami. Yep. I had a tsunami of tomatoes mm-hmm. that I I felt, to be honest, overwhelmed by all the tomatoes. Sure. And you have that many in. And there they are in the kitchen staring at you. They want, now my tomatoes are mad at me. But I did spend a long time in the kitchen and I did a couple quick things. Yeah. If so, if you, folks, if you have a lot of tomatoes out there, the one thing I did was I took all the larger ones and I popped them in boiling water for about 30 seconds and got the skins off. And then I processed it in the food processor, put it in a freezer bag, and put it in the freezer. Can I add to that that I did the same thing except I did not process it? Because once I took it out and took the skins off, I dumped it right into a bag, not having had the time to do more. And it's actually, you can process it later mm-hmm. if, you, if you're short on time. And you know what? I even think you could can it later if you wanted to, too. Couldn't you, Edith? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, folks, I think you could, if you put that in the freezer, still can those tomatoes. And um, we take the skins off because it actually, the skins can get a little bitter. Mm-hmm. They can. Sometimes I don't take them off. Sometimes I I don't either. But yeah, sometimes I do if I have the time. Well, that's good, Christy. Another thing I did with tomatoes, because I had a huge bucket full of cherry tomatoes. Uh Uh-huh. I cut them in half. Yeah. I laid them on some parchment paper on cookie sheets. Yeah. And I put them in the oven at 200 degrees. Oh, for how long? Well, the instructions I got said for about two to three hours or until the... Water had was gone and they uh-huh, felt a little uh-huh. leathery. Yeah. I had them in there for five hours. Now, I just ate one of those upstairs, right? Uh-huh, you did. They're so good. They're so delicious. What, so now what do you do with them? Um, I'm either going to freeze them or I could put them in oil in a jar. Well, they'll last longer. Okay, so if you freeze them, you can take it out and you can make a sauce out of them or something. Yeah, or in the you winter. could sprinkle them on pizza oh, or on salads. Christy, they're it's so like good. use them like raisins in a savory way. In a savory way, mm-hmm. they do. They look like little currants. They're so delicious. I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. Oh, I also sprinkled salt on them. 
Oh, good, good, good. That's probably also why it tasted good too. Yeah. Because I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised by the amount of salt I had to put on it. Wow. Delicious. So, so I'm, I'm assuming I'll be doing that again this weekend too. I did a horrible mistake in my garden this week, Christy. And, and, it, and shame on me because last week when we were talking about harvesting, when is it ripe? You asked me if I had smelled my cantaloupe. And I had a, okay, slightly snarky remark. No, Christy, I haven't laid face down in my cantaloupe yet. That's what I said to you. <laughs> I, you know, you do a really good impersonation of yourself. Thank you. I don't, <laughs> what a compliment for an actor. Thank you. You play you the I best. I play me. It's all about me. Christy, I went out there and I had let them get so overripe. That I <gasps> lost one. Oh, that's oh, so I sad. even had it on, on cardboard. It got so overripe that the insects climbed up on the cardboard. The rind was so soft, they made holes, and they were living in my cantaloupe. Oh. Ants and bugs. Oh. My own damn fault. My fault entirely for not getting so down there. So frustrating. I feel for you. I literally touched the cantaloupe and it literally sprang jumped into my hands <laughs> okay that's how easy it was but i so i i harvested four of them one was bad but three were delicious well edith yesterday i came down here into my office i had been here in a couple of days because i've been in, in rehearsal for uh-huh. a play for the live theater and i felt something didn't smell right uh-oh and, and like, it wasn't sauerkraut. Wasn't sa- he's already gone? <laughs> yeah, Gunther has been put to the compost pile. He's gone. But it, I don't know. It smelled kind of earthy, or it was kind of hard to describe it. Well, uh-huh. it smelled warm, if that is possible, like a warm, earthy smell. Interesting. Like, what is that? And then I looked over, and I remember last week when I showed you the pumpkin, the green pumpkin <gasps> that the squirrel had eaten at the bottom. Yes. It was over here on the side table, and I went, is it the pumpkin? And I reached over to touch it, Yeah. and as I touched it, the whole thing deflated in my hands, <laughs> oh. and this pump, rotting pumpkin smell came all over the place. Oh. So oh. I guess we've had um, some exploding melons and but, pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Not something Starbucks will probably pick up. <laughs> will they? Exploding <laughs> pumpkin right. latte. Yes, it's September. It's time for it, isn't it's it? It's time. That, um, and one thing I want to celebrate in my garden. Yes, is that as much as my garden was mad at me, it and and it's giving me something. Uh-huh. I think what it's giving me so beautifully this this last week are those African marigolds I planted this year. The tall ones, yeah. right? They're these are brand new folks. I've never, I winter sowed these, which means I started these in milk jugs in, I think, April. Mm-hmm. It's a way, a method of winter, of starting seeds outside. I started them in April by seed, and then I planted them in this border right by my back door. And I these are like two to three feet tall, don't you think, Edith? They are very tall. They're beautiful. Big orange and yellow pom-poms. Make a note of this, friends, because this is a seed that is good for zones 2 to 11. Wow. Isn't that great? Wow, that is so great. It's good in bad soil, poor soil. So You just can't go wrong with any kind of a marigold, actually. The French marigolds, which is what I have, every time I read an article about gardening, it says they help deter insects. Every single time. 
um, I did a little bit of research because I was asked a question by my son, who's also a gardener and a beginner, a beginner about grasshoppers and locusts. Are they the same thing? They're not. They're in the same family. But get this, grasshoppers are solitary. I have noticed more grasshoppers. There have been a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And um, locusts are gregarious. Now, I thought that meant talkative. It means, in this instance, they form social groups. And, and by social groups, I mean the social group could be a billion of them. And they can travel further. They, once they get in groups, they literally form serotonin that changes their appearance. So that keeps predators away. They get yellow and black. And then they go, and just like in the biblical times, and when the settlers uh, did America, they didn't do America. They settled America, of course. There were many, many locusts at that time. There was an infestation of four miles long in 2008 in Australia. Yeah. Wow. Like last year, East Africa. I mean, it's just, it's really interesting. And I thought I would share that bit of info that I had. I'm glad I just have grasshoppers. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Salt Lake City had locusts. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, you we know, have they, a lot of listeners from Salt Lake City. We do. You yes. folks should write in and tell us about it. Tell us if you ever had, if you were experiencing a locust thing, you know, not that we want to get end time-ish, yeah. but hey, you know. Edith, as what? you talk about your garden, can yeah. you also tell me what's going on with your plum tree? Oh, Christy. Oh my gosh. Okay. One of the things they thought might be wrong with it was that I didn't plant it well enough. Remember how we always say a big hole and fan out out the roots? Yeah. So I dug, I scraped away, I didn't dig, I scraped away over the root to see if it was fanning out or if it was curled into a ball. Because that takes a couple years to manifest. Uh Uh-huh. And when it curls into a ball, it can no longer suck up water and it slowly dies. Christy, I did it okay. I followed the root, and it was like, you know, I followed it a foot and a half, and it went out. Okay. They don't know yet what happened. And who, who's they? Oh, the Colorado State University Extension. They came out, and they sent a team of fruit tree team, they call it, the fruit tree team, and they came out, and they collected the bugs they found in the tree. Oh. Bark. She told me, go halfway up the trunk and scrape a little bit of bark. Underneath, it should be tan. It wasn't tan. It was dry. Like, have you ever had dry rot in yeah. your house? Yeah, uh-huh. It was dry rot. I think my tree is done. Oh. I th- oh, I know. It's heartbreaking. I feel so I feel so bad because I know how much you love that tree. I planted that tree. I love that tree. You love it when it blooms. You love it. Mm-hmm. You love the fruit. I've had your plum jam before, which is so wonderful. Well, I'm just going to have to plant another one. And the final thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a branch of it and I'm going to take it to the extension office. And for, I don't know how much it'll cost me, but I think it'll be worth it to find out what happened. Yes. My peach tree, not 15 yards away is beautiful and robust it has not even gotten near the peach tree hmm. isn't that interesting well and it's if, and if people have problems in their yard it's isn't it interesting to know that you can call your county extension office mm-hmm. and have them, and and they can be a resource for you and your taxes most, pay yes, for it right in, yes in most instances it is free 
And they are so knowledgeable and so kind that you really want to use that as a resource. Cool. Anything else happening in your garden? Um, nothing. Well, maybe we can get into some of the, the September garden. It'll, I'll bring it up in the September garden segment of this podcast. Okay. Well, folks, if there are words or terms you're not familiar with, uh, go to our website at UpsideDownTulips.com and check out the Upside Down Dictionary. Or the upside down doolips. You almost said doolips. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying that just because I can't find the place on the outline. Here we go. <laughs> you know what, what I think about that, Edith? What? Fiach. Fiach. <laughs> oh, fiach. Yourself. Or click on the link in our show notes. And see what we've got on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and on our YouTube channel. And now... Here is a brand new episode of The Suburbanites. I wonder what's going on with Madge and June. Love Madge and June. June! Hi! I let myself in. Coming! June, what are you wearing? Isn't it great? Fred got it for me. June, ever since you started gardening with your husband, You've just gotten weirder and weirder, and now it looks like you're in your own personal quarantine. Oh, no. You don't have the mumps, do you? No. I got the vaccine for that. Are you hiding weight gain, or are you just bloated? I'm sorry, June, but there are better ways to disguise that. Look at me. I'm wearing two girdles right now. No, Madge. It's not bloating. It's actually... Is Fred sending you to an Eastern European nunnery? whose members wear boxy trousers and big hats with veils? This is a beekeeper's outfit. Fred and I have become beekeepers. What? That's crazy. It's 1961. Nobody keeps bees. In fact, that's why I'm here. I saw a bunch of them yesterday flying and hugging each other. So I'm letting you know to stay in the house because I'm spraying those killer bees with this insecticide. No, Madge. They're not killer bees. Those are our bees. What you saw was a virgin bee flight and the queen bee was mating with drones. <gasps> mating? While flying and, and in front of everyone? Yes. She then stores the sperm to use for the rest of her life. Storing sperm in full view of the children? Maybe that's why they call it the birds and the bees. Aww. That's just inappropriate. I think we'd be better off without them. Madge, please, just let me explain how awful a world without bees would be. No, I have bees to kill. See you later, June. Madge, sit down! Stay tuned for more of The Suburbanites, brought to you by Cigarettes. And now we're going to leave Madge and June and come back to Christy and Edith. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Love me my segues. Hey, Edith, do you have any favorite September songs? Um, there's one, but I can't think of it right now. Remember the time of September from the Fantastics. Try to remember yeah. the kind of September. My favorite is, I've been singing it all week because I've been preparing for this episode. Uh -huh. Neil Diamond. September morn, <laughs> we danced until the night became a brand new day. Sorry. <laughs> Folks, how much have we missed Christy singing? It's been months. I love it so much. Nice job, Christy. What's great about September? 
is that now the earth is warm, but the air is cool. So there's still a lot of gardening that can happen. Yes, absolutely a lot of gardening. We mm-hmm. should do a zone disclaimer. Yeah. Which means that, folks, we're zone 5B. So um, it, your situation might be a little earlier, might be a little later. And yes. check in the show notes and we'll have you, we'll put down uh, how you can find your zone if you don't know your own personal zone. Got to know your zone. Mm-hmm. But what you accomplish in September, if you do a lot of gardening now, it also means you have less to do in the spring. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So you can make your to-do list a little differently in the spring. I think the most important thing to do in September is to keep your eye on the weather. Yeah, to, because of the frost. Mm-hmm. It can be so unpredictable. Sometimes it's nice out and mild. Sometimes you're getting a hurricane. Christy, a like year Hurricane ago, Ida. Yes, and, and a year ago, I think almost to the day, like in the beginning, the first week of September, we had snow last year. Can Remember? you believe that? I was yes. so mad. I yes. was so mad. Remember? And it was like 100 degrees, and then the next day it snowed. Snow. And we mm-hmm. made blanket forts out of our entire yard. Yeah. Brought everything in that we possibly could. Yeah. yeah. It's so unpredictable. Not, not this year. This year is still, this year's kind of really nice. Yes. Though I do want to say I feel sad for all our friends that were affected by Hurricane Ida. Unbelievable. In the south and the north. Yeah. They have way too much rain. We could use a little rain, couldn't mm-hmm. we? We could. Yeah, so check out for frost warnings. Make sure that you have a tarp or a sheet or buckets or knowing when you have to bring things in in and September. Check every single day if your cantaloupe is ripe. <laughs> for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Keep checking. Yeah. that you missed, you missed two days and then there it went, huh? Oh, no. It had been ripe for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do you know what I did wrong? And, and I will definitely correct it. Next, you know, so this year I had a garden planner and I wrote down every single thing when I planted it. What I didn't write down in my date planner book is how many days from planting day it was supposed to be ripe, mm. which I will do next year. Folks, that's such a good idea because then you look at your planner and the week of September 1st mm-hmm. is 120 days or whatever since I planted it. Oh, yeah. Put me on alert. Oh, right. You could have gone. I could have gone. Oh, look. Mm-hmm. I planted this, you know, 90 days ago. I should go look at it. You know, folks, we just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we've made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> gardening gone wrong indeed. Uh, and then speaking of making notes, in yeah. September is also a great time to make a chart about, if you haven't already made a chart about where your vegetables are so mm-hmm. you can rotate. It's a great time to do that. Yep, yep. It's a great time to start making notes about how everything else went this year so that when it becomes spring, I always think I'm going to remember and then I forget. I never remember anything ever. Did I just say that? Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. you're, if you're in a dry area like us folks in, 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 in the Denver metro area, in the high plains, it's good to make sure you keep watering. Yep, keep watering. Of course, mm-hmm. nobody in New York and New Jersey needs water right now, mm-hmm. but keep an eye on watering and don't fertilize. Do not fertilize. Too late to fertilize. Yeah, why is that, Edith? Because the plant is set. It, it, it doesn't need any fertilization now. It's going into the mode of ripening its fruit rather than growing mm-hmm. its foliage. You can even feel it in the air, can't you? Like if spring, if the earth is expanding, mm-hmm. I, could f- I could feel it. Mm-hmm. I could feel the earth contracting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, we, we could actually, if, if we could do that now, uh, get a little bit specific about like what I just said about the foliage for tomatoes in September. This is a good time to pinch off the top of all your tomato plants. Remove the, because what you want to happen now is for the, the fruit that it has to ripen and get bigger. You don't really want, there's no time to for the blossoms to continue their growth. Before the first frost. Boy, can I tell you what? What? That is so hard for me to do. It is so hard. I, I have trouble thinning. I have trouble pruning. I have trouble topping off the tomatoes. Because I, you're hopeful. Yes. I'm hopeful. You're hopeful. But a, but a realist person. Because you want to put more energy into the tomatoes that you have. So yes. any, any anything that's flowering in our zone right now, if I see a flower, that flower is not going to make it to be a tomato. Right. So, most likely. Most likely. Exactly. So work with what you have at this point. Very good. Uh, it's also a good time to collect seeds. Yes. Oh, vegetable ooh. garden and, and in the flower garden. So listen, Christy, I ha- I planted something new this year that I never planted before, which is fennel. And it now has beautiful white flowers on it. So I wondered, what do I do with fennel? I don't even know what it is. So I looked, I did some <laughs> looking up on it. Do you know it is great for digestion you can make i'm going to make i'm going to let it go to seed i'm going to collect the seeds i'm going to dry the leaves and i'm going to make fennel tea oh nice for di- it's supposed to be absolutely wonderful for all kinds it's medicinal i've been collecting fennel seeds for years and this year i didn't grow fennel just because i have a lot of seeds already uh-huh, uh-huh. i've tried to get the nice healthy fennel bulb like you'll get in the grocery store yes it has never worked for me really and fennel has that lovely anise taste to like it licorice. like licorice mm-hmm. and it's great to roast fennel or it you can uh sh- shave it and put it in salads it's delicious okay. and that by shaving you mean cut right mm-hmm. is that what you mean okay however i've never been able to get the bulb it's just been about the seeds and i use the fennel seeds in cooking all the time do you yes okay well i'm glad i grew it and i will try to dig up that bulb but I should wait until after the seeds come, right? It won't make the bulb bitter or I, what? Yeah, I don't know. Don't I've not know. had luck with it. If anybody out there has had luck growing fennel, we'd love to hear your, your tips and your tricks for it because it's such a wonderful thing to grow. Yeah, and we don't know. And what do we say when we don't know? Fiak. <laughs> um, uh, can I also say another general thing people should do is to keep weeding. Yes, oh, which is, will, I'm not doing it right now. Your garden will thank you next year. You will thank yourself next year. If if one, I've heard this phrase, Edith, one year seed, seven years weed. Oh, wow. So don't let your weed set seed. Some species are actually easier Mm-mm. to get rid of in the fall than they are in the spring. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I, the last thing I'll say for general stuff before we dig it more into veggies, Edith, is that it's also a great time to turn the compost. Turn the compost. Good, good, good. We'll yes. see if I can remember to do it this year. I did it last year, and I was really glad I did. Let's do it for sure. I will call you and remind you. Okay. Will you come over with a pitchfork and a shovel, no, too? No. no. <laughs> Fiacra. <laughs> now, peppers are ripening. Chili peppers ripen best on the vine. Sweet peppers, however, will ripen after you pick them. I did not know that. I did not know that either. I hope that is true. I uh, believe you. I, I I think I believe myself too. Sweet peppers left on the plant will keep fresh longer than those harvested. Now, 
that, of course, makes total sense. Yeah. And we've talked about this. You can bring your pepper plant inside before the first frost. I'm doing that this year. Or you can take the whole plant, dig up the whole entire plant, and, and it will continue to ripen. I've Hang done that in, in the garage. Room. Yeah, You did? Yeah, I did it a couple years ago. Some year when we got an early frost and I just didn't have time to deal with it, all I had time was to pull it out of the ground okay. and shove it in the garage. Okay. Well, and then, then I, went, I went a month later and I went, oh, I have peppers here. That is so cool. I have never done that. I'm going to do that. Oh, my neighbor's working on their lawn right now. Can you hear all the lawn equipment? Yes. Eggplant. I have some eggplant. Now, I know you do too. It's best to harvest them when they are small and shiny. Make sure they're shiny, and they will bounce back when you put when you put your when you hold it in your hand mm-hmm. and you squeeze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lift you. You can take your carrots out when you when you harvest your carrots. You know, cut the top off because if you don't cut the top off, they think they're still growing. Oh, that is such a good tip, Edith. You know, and it's so weird at the grocery store when they sell quote-unquote, organic carrots, and they've got the top still on. Yes. They, they get rubbery if you leave them like Oh, that. that is good. So don't buy those in the grocery store. Get them with the cuts, with the tops cut off in the grocery store. Yes. That's or a grow great your, tip. Grow your own. Yes, yeah. of course. Come on, guys. We're going to grow our own stuff. What about pumpkins? Yeah, pumpkins. You can kind of tell when a pumpkin's ripe. I've never grown pumpkins. Yeah, I, I think that what, and, and folks, that one pumpkin I have out there so far is still okay. Uh, I've heard it's good in, the, in September to prop them up. I think I need to do that with my pumpkins in September. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Are you planting anything? Yes, I've planted radishes, I've planted spinach, and I've planted lettuce. So I, one, one spinach is up. I noticed it yesterday. One little spinach is up. Oh, I'm jealous. I planted spinach. It didn't come up, so I'm going to replant been, you again. You know, it's been too hot. Oh, they don't like the they don't like the heat. They won't germinate. And now it's September. Now it's September, and he finally germinated one of them. I hope I have more mm-hmm. today. I planted some lettuce that's up. I planted beets that are up, and I planted some carrots. A couple of my carrots came up, and maybe that'll be for a winter crop. But there are still things you can plant in September, folks. Mm-hmm. The greens, a lot of the greens you can plant. And finally, what about cleanup? In the vegetable garden, mm-hmm. if th- if things are done in the vegetable garden, pull them up mm-hmm. and either put it in the compost bin or if it's been diseased at all, mm-hmm. throw it in the garbage. So just like I never do in my house, you clean up as you go <laughs> so that it's not one big overwhelming task, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's find out what's happening to Magic June. Okay. Previously on The Suburbanites. No, I have bees to kill. See you later, June. Madge, sit down! (gasps) I'm sitting, okay? What's gotten into you? No one except my husband is allowed to talk to me in that tone. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. But you have to understand, without bees, human beings won't last very long. Oh, I think we can live without honey. Hey... Have you tried this new Sweet and Low, a wonderful no-calorie sugar substitute? There are things far more important than the calories in honey. Well, that's a matter of opinion. (laughs) Without bees, nothing gets pollinated. No flowers, no vegetables, no fruit. If you spray, beneficial nematodes that attack and kill pests in the ground will also be killed, as well as other insects. No insects, birds starve. So no birds, no bees, no insects. The damage goes on and on. 
Please don't use chemicals on our bees. But what about better living through chemistry? Maybe we shouldn't live by an advertising slogan from DuPont Chemicals. Well, I'm going to have to think about this, June. I've got to go. I'm hosting another Tupperware party. If you're coming, please change your clothes. I won't be able to make it. I'm busy as a bee. <laughs> Here, take these honey muffins. I made them for you. Thank you. Oh, no. Don't mind them, Madge. They're just coming back to the hive. Be happy. Bye. Wait a minute. Be happy. Be happy. How about a line of products made from honey? Oh, I think I found what I was born to do. Fred, your wife is going to be an entrepreneur. Tune in next time to The Suburbanites, brought to you by cigarettes, cigars, and pipe tobacco. June is going to be a beekeeper. Yes, she is. I'm jealous. Oh, I know you are. You kind of inspired me, actually, when you were talking about wanting to be a beekeeper. Oh, I love that. Isn't that cool? That is cool. You're, you're June. Any more September songs you like, Edith? How no. about, uh-oh. Will I see you <laughs> in September? I'm not going to sing. Stop doing that with your hand. I'm not going <laughs> to sing. You are the one with the voice, not me. Uh, what I'm going to do. You can sing. No, I can't. Uh, I'm going to talk sense. about a couple more things about the September garden. Okay, okay go for it. Because we, we have discussed how a side crop of broccoli is possible if you cut the head off and leave the plant. And I do have little tiny broccolis coming. However, this is also the season for aphid seed, aphid eggs. If you have, if you look at your broccoli and the leaf is curled in on itself, folded over, if you open it, nine times out of ten, you're going to see it covered in eggs. Ooh! Oh, they're, they're <laughs> not terrible. I mean, there were so many on mine that I squished them and then I did actually go, ew, <laughs> slimy. Um... So I just cut off those leaves. When they get into the little broccoli heads, if you're really hungry, you could eat them. But if you're not, then toss it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could let the plant go to flower because bees love broccoli flowers. You could do that They're as so, well. They look so happy. Yeah, you could. I mean, how long would the aphid have to live yeah. once the eggs hatched in one? You know, what also can happen in the September garden, Edith, that I was just thinking about, our cucumber leaves can get that uh, white dusty it looks like a oh, flower mm -hmm. yes and and my um my squash my curry squash mm -hmm. has that now if you see that cut out that leaf put it in the garbage mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. prevent that by putting on a spray of soap and baking soda and water good oh good one that's a good one christy and, mm -hmm. and i think that sprays on our website yeah excellent choice there's still stuff to do for flowers in the garden. Uh-huh. You can plant pansies right now. You can plant uh -huh. violas. And you'll enjoy them for many months. Aren't perennials to be planted in the fall as well when it's also not so Also a great opportunity to plant perennials. You'll find them cheaper mm -hmm. in your nurseries. A lot of half-price sales going uh -huh. on. Um, and you should keep on deadheading which means cutting out the spent flowers of your mm -hmm. perennials and your annuals. But now that it's September, deadhead, but don't deadhead everything. Because you want to collect seeds for next year. The, the, the flowers need to really dry up before they will make a seed. 
And also, you can also leave some seeds for the birds in the winter. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's a great idea, of yeah. course. Yes. Uh, you can also still, in September, divide iris. Mm-hmm. I keep means- saying I'm going to do that, but I've <laughs> never done it in all these years. Mm-hmm. Folks, all you do is dig up the clump, throw away anything, cut off anything that looks diseased or rotten, and then um, div- break up the clumps. Uh-huh. Trim the the leaves down to about three to five inches so that the plants can focus on establishing new roots. And then when you replant them, don't bury your iris. Make sure the tops of the rhizomes are showing. You're also going to notice, you might notice that bags, people leave bags of tubers out because they have too many and they'll put a free sign on it throughout yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah, it's, a, the, it's the, one of the best flowers to share with everybody. It is. Isn't it? You can also divide... Um, daylilies, you divide your hostas right now. If you have any tender bulbs in your yard, like dahlias, begonias, gladiolas, dig them up and put them in some place that's cool for the winter. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want them, if you want to have them next year, or just buy new ones next year. You know what's interesting? I planted um, what is it? The gladiolas. I planted these beautiful orange gladiolas about twenty years ago, and I didn't bring them in. And 18 years after I planted them, they came back. Oh, I love Two of them. that. I love that. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. It's like a Rip Van Gladiola. <laughs> That's you awesome. Know? That's good. I like that, Edith. Thank you. It's, depending upon where you live, it's probably too early to plant bulbs right now, but you should order bulbs. Good thinking. If there's any special bulbs that you want, go ahead and order them. October, November is really a better time to think about if you want to be planting spring bulbs. Right. Good, good. Now, many people think that lawns need less care in the fall, in September, mm-hmm. because grass will grow more slowly. However, just the opposite is true. Oh. During September, your grass is busily absorbing energy and moisture and nutrients in preparation for winter. So if you give your lawn a little care now, you'll be glad for it in the spring. And the more care you have right now, actually the easier your lawn will be and you'll need less water and you'll be able to take care of it better. So one is to continue to water and mow your lawn as needed. And not too short, not too short, right? You told us that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, You never want to take more than a third of your lawn away at a time. However, as... The season starts to go to a close. In September, you can drop the blade to its lowest setting for the last two mowings of the year. Really? This will allow the sunlight to reach the crown of the grass, and there'll be less browning during the winter. Oh, my gosh, because the sun is not as hot. Good job. So it doesn't have to shade itself. Oh, that's so clever. It's also fall. September is a great time to aerate your lawn so that oxygen, water, fertilizer can easily reach the roots. Uh Uh-huh. And it's important to, re- if your leaves start falling in September, to remove them as soon as possible. You don't want to wait until all the leaves have fallen from the trees to start raking. Because if you do, you know, rain and dew will stick together and they'll form this mat that's on top of your lawn and that can suffocate the grass. Now, if you don't have a lawn like me, I also don't, I rake some because I make the leaf mold, but... Uh, I do leave some leaves on to protect insects. Yeah. Beneficial insects they like to go under there so that we have butterflies next year. If you fertilize your lawn only once a year, do it in September. Okay. 
grass grows much more slowly as the weather turns cool, um, but the grass roots and the rhizomes will continue to grow underneath. And the rhizomes are that horizontal part mm-hmm. that lie just beneath the soil surface that produce the blades of grass. So if you apply fertilizer in September, it means your lawn is getting the basic nutrients for the grass to grow, and then it'll ha- have a good healthy start in the spring. Oh, good one, Christy. It's also a great time in September to fix any bare or bald spots in your yard. The quickest way to do that is just get one of those all-purpose lawn mixtures. Okay, a lawn and put mixture. put that down. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of trees, I harvested my apples. Oh, good. Not because they were totally ripe, but because if I didn't, the squirrels would have gotten each and every one. Yes. You know, they are our nemesis, aren't they? They really are. So I harvested them. I cleaned them off, cut them open, cut out the worms, put them in the instant pot and made huge batch of applesauce. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, it is. It feels like that's that is September, isn't it? That is September. The smell of applesauce in my house Mm. is September to me. It's one of the best times to plant trees is September. It is a good time, yes. Largely in part because you can get good root growth when the, as the weather mm-hmm. cools down. And this also depends on your zone. Don't forget, if, it, if you have a northern zone, it may even be a little too late because a tender little tree might not make it. So, so check your zone. Yeah. If you, if you live in the right zone, that means you can get three seasons of root growth before they'll stress out in the summer. Very good. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Um, make sure if you're going to plant in September that you are looking for when it is wet and cool. Mm-hmm. The cooler the temperatures plus rain means that it'll really help your little baby tree get off to a good start. Yeah. A good rule of thumb is if you, the trees in your area still have leaves, you can plant a tree. Oh, that's a good rule of thumb indeed. But oh, to be a hundred percent sure, you should you you know you could yeah you could you could check the temperature of your soil, which I don't have a way to do that, but one also, could also talk to the people from where you buy the tree. Mm. Very often they're so knowledgeable, and you can learn so many things just by asking them. Oh, go in armed with questions, and go to your local nursery. Yep, they'll know, and it's for your zone specific. Lots of fun things to still do in September. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Christy, um, do you hear that ticking of the clock? Do you know what time it is? Oh, I do hear the ticking of the clock. What, what does time, that mean? What time is it, Christy? I think it's mailbag time. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Tick, tick. <laughs> tick, tock. Here we go. <laughs> mailbag. This letter comes from Mindy. Hello, Edith and Christy. Mindy here in Salt Lake City. I lived in Minnesota for seven years before moving back to my hometown in January 2020. Like many others, the pandemic gave me the time to tend a garden while working from home. It has brought me so much joy. My grandpa had a tomato farm in Hooper, Utah. Late August meant dozens of bushels of amazing tomatoes for grandma to can and for daily tomato sandwiches. Like him, I'd be happy spending 12 hours a day in the yard and garden. I'm so glad I found your podcast. The Mountain West is not well represented in gardening podcasts and videos. I've gotten so much useful info while being thoroughly entertained. Your soon-to-be supporter, Mindy F. What a nice, wonderful um, email that is. This this made me feel so warm. I'm really glad. Yeah, it's nice to know that the, this type of area can 
um, that, that we have gardeners here that are listening to us that like our sense of humor and like our info. And they're our neighbors. Utah is our neighbor to the west, said Rand McNally. Yeah. Over um, here. I love the ideas of bushels of amazing tomatoes for grandma to can. Yeah. Mindy, will your grandma come over and help me can my tomatoes? <laughs> oh. That'd Poor be nice. Christy. I will make the tomato sandwiches. Hey, everybody. Write to us. Yeah, so if you have stories, you want to tell us about how your garden is going, you have questions, successes, flops, uh, gardening questions, we love hearing from you. Even if we don't know the answer, we will try to find the answer. Write to us at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail or at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. Check out the show notes. And now it's time for your weekly inspiration. I'm not going to say who wrote this up top because I think you're going to be surprised. Here it goes, quote, You should make something. You should bring something into the world that wasn't in the world before. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a table or a film or gardening. Everyone should create. You should do something, then sit back and say, I did that. Ricky Gervais. Oh, we love Ricky Gervais. Usually yeah. so sardonic and yeah. sarcastic. How sweet is that? That's that's amazing, Ricky. I think about you in a whole new way now. See, gardening makes people sweet, even Ricky Gervais. Oh, I love oh. that. Yeah. Well, folks, we're so grateful that you joined us for this episode. Thank you so much. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. If you got some laughs and some value out of this week's episode, could you do us a favor? Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. For more of Denise's music, go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link at upsidedowntulips.com. And thank you to our kind and talented and probably the best announcer in the world, David Sloan. And special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show, Southwest Gardens. Join us next week for Garden to Table, No Cook. No one wants to sit over a hot stove all the time, right? No, no, not in the, not, not now. Uh-uh. No time. Thank you. And don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside down to I didn't know what to say. <laughs>